tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boostbytaxday to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC. Previously.tv Podcast Network. There is a way around it, you know. What? We hop on a plane to Las Vegas tonight. We do it ourselves. Tonight? We know we're going to get married, so why postpone the inevitable? I can't think of a single reason why. Hello, everybody. This is Again With This, Beverly Hills 90210 edition. Today's episode is Season 4, Episode 10, and Did It My Way. But you have to sing it, but we can't sing it because we can't afford the rights. <laughs> Just like this show. And now here are your host, Tari. <laughs> Hi, Sarah. Hello. Let's do some site business up top before we begin. First of all, you can purchase an ad on this podcast. $50 for a personal message, birthday message, shout out, anniversary, what have you. $100 for a commercial message. You can go to previously.tv slash ads for all the info. Um, whether you want to supply us with your copy or have us write up something stupid for you, we can do that. Also, uh, it comes to my attention this week via various social media that some people that listen to this podcast don't know we are part of a podcast network and we have other podcasts as well. So let me be the first to tell you, you can also listen to both of us on Extra Hot Great. You can find it and Dave and Joe Reed and various guests. Uh, Extra Hot Great is the name of that podcast. You can find it in all your podcast apps. Also, side plug, Sarah has a podcast with frequent Extra Hot Great guest um, Mark Blankenship called Mark and Sarah Talk About Songs. It's exactly what's on the tin. Sure is. No additives, (laughs) no preservatives. (laughs) <laughs> and you can visit glarkware.com for several t-shirts that are inspired by this show slash podcast, uh, including Mad, Bad, and Dangerous to Know, Don't Be Such a Squeef, and The Blaze. A lot of parents read it. And that is your site business. Did I forget anything? Forget. All right. Let's get into our A slash only story, Dopes Elope. So... <laughs> Thank you very much, Dave. After 500 years of B-roll of Beverly Hills waking up for its retail day, seriously, it's like the entire credits, practically. Uh, We cut back to the Beverly Hilton and a view from the elegant window of the beautiful smog, which you can see in the visual aids because, oh my God, so smoggy. And before we even get to any dialogue, we see Brenda and Stuart kissing in bed and then... uh, (laughs) the picture of Jason Priestley's directing credit right on Stewart's naked back. Okay, cool choice, El Jefe. That's also in the visual aids. Uh, Brenda and Stewart schmoop around about how much they love each other, boringly, but it turns out there is some disagreement within the community as to what Brenda is like, as we hear in clip number two. You're beautiful, intelligent, sensitive, and you're all mine. Hmm. She's irrational. She's stubborn. She won't listen to reason. She's out of control. Uh, anyway, at the Welsh house, uh, after Jim has started his rant against Brenda, he exposes a rant about the current situation for those, I guess, who just started watching the show this week. Uh, stupid Brandon has to be smart for once and point out how familiar all of this is, which both of his parents deny. And then someone from Larry Carson's office calls for Jim. 
Larry and Vivian, his wife, are inviting themselves over to the Walsh's for lunch. Cindy assumes it's to talk about how to break up the engagement, but the comedy music cue is not so sure, as we hear in clip number three. Everything is going to work out. I decided to just put both in one clip. I just, oh my God. This is, I mean, this is not atypical of this show to just make sure we know it's trying to be funny and it never is funny. And well, I don't know. I guess it is funny because the music is always like, bassoon, like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's like when the Pink Panther's house is being eaten by termites, like, and then the walls just fall in on the guy okay (laughs) anyway over at the beach david and donna are adjusting to life without kelly because as you will recall at the end of the last episode she stomped home to her mother's because of the whole custody battle over aaron like really aaron her (laughs) kelly then (laughs) (laughs) Kelly then walks in. David is a bitch some more still. Uh, David and Kelly expose a fight without any new information other than, I guess, that Kelly doesn't want Mel to dick over Aaron like Kelly's dad did Kelly. Although, dick around. Anyway, we'll get to that in future seasons. Steve and John Sears are playing pool at the keg house when Laura calls. Steve dodges and after John hangs up, things immediately get super gross in clip number four. What'd you do to that girl, man? She's writhing on the floor. She's begging for it. Look, don't make a big deal out of it. She's a nice girl. It just didn't work out. Whatever you say. Third time she's called. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I enjoyed watching Dave's grossed out face during that clip. (laughs) She's writhing on the floor. I mean, I hate to agree with John Sears, but she she kind of is a little bit. Give her a drink. She's thirsty. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, then at school, Brandon is disloyally recapping the Brenda situation to Dylan. And finally, Brandon gets sick, sick of Dylan's enigmatic routine in clip number five. Man, she's going to wrap Stuart around her little finger just like she does everybody else. I think this time it's going to be more like an albatross around her neck. You know, you keep dropping all these hints about Stuart, man. What's the deal Seriously? with him Seriously? Anyway? No what does that mean? That means I already tried to get in the middle of your sister's love life, man. I did more harm than good, so from now on, she's on her own. Even if she's going to marry the guy? Hey, they're just engaged. Mm, well, we'll see. <laughs> but also, I mean, oh my God, thank you, Brandon. Seriously, as much as it pains me to say, thank you, Brandon. And as Yet, someone at this pointed point, out in, force the in our comments on the site, like, whatever mm-hmm. scene he's referring to... Like, wouldn't he have been, like, 13? Yes. (laughs) Like, he really fit a lot of, like, knowing a lot of sketchy people. Like, he knew the sketchy drag racer. Yep. He impregnated a girl. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) And he's still, I mean, if you think he was a scrawn, he's a scrawn now. Mm -hmm. So whoever pointed that out, like, how is he getting into all this trouble when he must have weighed 98 pounds? That's an excellent point. (laughs) Person whose name I am disloyally forgetting. And uh, yes, please uh, weigh in on our forums with your own disgusted commentary on the so-called timeline of the show. (laughs) Yeah, it's really, they really do forget at what point we met this character because all of this happened like supposedly well before this. But yeah, 
whatever. Also, Brandon, once again, like brings it up and then doesn't force the issue. We will get to it eventually in this episode. But still, it's like, no, just at, make him tell you he is your friend. God. Anyway. Whatever. Then Laura is finding Andrea in the student union to have a conversation that starts out awkward and stays that way in clip number six. Oh, after that chemistry experiment we had, I'll never have another French fry again. Uh-huh. I guess it'll take more than that for me. <laughs> you went to West Beverly, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Don't hold it against me. Why would I hold it against you? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, some people have ideas. Oh. Well, when you were in high school, did you know uh, Steve Sanders? Yeah, very well. He's one of my closest friends. Yeah, he seems like a really nice guy. We have a folklore and mythology class together. <laughs> you wouldn't know how I can get in touch with him, would you? I don't know. He, uh, well, he spends a lot of time at the keg house. Yeah, see, I tried there, but I don't think he's getting my messages. The thing is, is that I missed one of my classes, and I thought maybe I could borrow his notes. <laughs> I don't know how good they'll be. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'd still like to talk to him anyway. Could you give me his home phone number? Uh, sure. Look, I have it right here. If you say oh, it's OK. I have a piece of paper. <laughs> okay. You know, that's one thing I really love about college. All kinds of people coming together from all sorts of places, even people that you would least expect. They came together, all right. Oh, oh God. And the, Sorry. this scene is so, like, there's so much weird business <laughs> Thanks, Andrew in here. Dice Clay. Yeah, like, I have a piece of paper. Okay, like, why are we getting your stage direction? And why are we, like, why do we need it retconned that Andrea, an alleged college student, is eating a French fry? <laughs> yeah. Like, were they were they going to try to steer this in the direction of she's gaining the freshman 15 when she was mm-hmm. first pregnant? She's yeah, it- looking pretty tenty in upcoming scenes, but we will get to that. Oh, we will. Yeah. It's just, again, more evidence of like how mean the show is to that actor of like they have to shame her through dialogue about what she's eating. Like, okay, she's she's a teenager still. She's allowed to eat fries. God. I mean, not that you're not allowed to eat fries when you're not a teenager. (laughs) Thank God. But I mean, who cares? I think that was the plot of Logan's Run. (laughs) They have to go into that big arena. Renew, renew. And then they got a French fry in their hand and then they turn into sparks and die. That sounds so much more interesting, actually, than this episode, which was a sweeps <laughs> episode about people eloping. How is that? Yeah. Yeah. Why show? Anyway, in Corey Randall's office, Brandon tries once again to get out of his tutoring job. Corey defends him by citing defends Deshaun by citing the odds that he has overcome and suggests having Deshaun join them for their dinner. Uh which Brandon keeps trying to be like, oh, is that still happening? Like, you know it is. Stop trying to get out of it. Also, the professor's it, but- grammar is terrible. He's like, oh, I was just talking about he and Deshaun coming to dinner. Like, God damn it. Yeah. Well, he is only a professor of sociology. So <laughs> what do you want? Anyway, then it Lucinda enters. She and Brandon both play it cool with a handshake, but Brandon can't help eyeing her down, as you will see in the visual aids, because I made a gif. Uh, then the Carson Walsh lunch summit occurs. Larry seems to be under the impression that Brandon and Stuart have known each other for a couple of months as opposed to three weeks. Okay, whatever rich guy chronology. But before Cindy and Jim can launch into their strategy for delaying the wedding, Stuart and Brenda walk in and it's bad. This is a long clip, but there wasn't really a way to cut it down. So clip number seven. Brenda, Mwah. wonderful. Hi. Is this a new suit? Stuart just bought it for me. You know your son is spoiling me. Oh, well, he takes after his father. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Jim. Cindy. Or would it be okay if I just called you mom and dad? Uh, 
<laughs> I thought it was going to be just the four of us. Well, it is their wedding. They ought to have some say in it, don't you think? Now that we're all here, let's get down to business. Shall we sit? Good idea. Jim, as you well know, I've never been one to beat around the bush. Now, I know you've done very well for yourself. You've got a nice little practice going. Dick. But I want to tell you, nothing would give me more pleasure than if you would let me pay for the wedding. Father has so much tact. Well... Poor Larry doesn't know what he's getting himself into. I've been talking to the wedding coordinators. By the time we're finished with this, my poor husband is going to have to build a whole new city just to pay for it all. <laughs> Well, I mean, what, what, what exactly are we really talking about here? Well, naturally, we have a lot of obligations. I mean, from our side alone, we're looking at between 350, 400 people. Just a few of their closest friends. So, how many guests would you like to invite? Well, I, I, I really haven't the slightest idea. Oh, dear. I hope I haven't offended anyone. Cindy, Jim, we want you to be involved in absolutely every decision. Cindy and I kind of uh, hoped that the children could wait a wait. while. Dad. Oh, well, no, no, no. We couldn't agree with you more. We were thinking a June wedding would be perfect. That is, if it doesn't bother Stewie's allergies. Uh, mother. Oh. Listen, <clears throat> I gotta say one thing about my son. He may be irresponsible, he may be immature, <laughs> he may be spoiled rotten, but for once in his life, he made a snap decision that is right on the money, don't you think? Well, good. Then it's all settled. The ladies will spend the next six months arguing over their color schemes. Well, we try to figure out how to come up with the cash. <laughs> Isn't he awful? <laughs> yep. I misheard when he said snap decision. I thought he said something else. And I thought, wow, that's a pretty good piece of business. But it wasn't the word I thought he was. <laughs> Snack decision? Yes. Snap decision? Uh, I could have listened to that go on a lot longer. Like, he may be delayed. He may be a registered sex offender. He may have webbed toes. Like, just go on saying all the things that are wrong with Stuart. Please. He may have a teratoma in his forehead. Oh, he's like, um, he's like, uh, oh, no, I can't believe I'm blanking on the character's name. The guy from Aeroplane. Uh, oh, yes. Oh, those shoes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh no! How come I can't remember his name? I oh, I'm senile. It'll come to me, and then Not I'll show the, it. Is it the Lloyd Bridges guy or the? No, no. It's it's the bald guy. You know, he says Leon's getting larger. <laughs> that guy, Johnny, the stereotypically homosexual Johnny! guy. Thank you, yes, Johnny. Johnny. Sarah. Yes. Thank you. Um, so a few things about that scene. First of all, the Shakespearean asides that you could hear from Brenda and Stuart, in case you thought they were even like in the foyer, they're not. They're sitting right there. Like everyone can totally hear you, but they're acting like they're not because they're in the TV sound bubble. Also, Jim and Cindy make so many looks of horror in this that I had to do a sex tick, whatever you call it, when it's like six different, like a composite of six of their horrified faces, because there is, as Sarah put it, some real silent movie acting going on from those two in this scene. Also, and elsewhere. The suit, 
and elsewhere. Also, the suit that Vivian mentions when Brenda comes in <laughs> is so dumb. I'm so mad at this outfit. It's the Brenda's date outfit at three in the afternoon all over again. It's she comes in in this like a tailored like man style suit, like a jacket and pants, duh. But she's wearing it with like a baby crop top with like buttons down the front. She looks so stupid. Uh, there's pictures of this in the visual. Yeah, it's a but lettuce anyway. edge cropped mm-hmm. Henley t-shirt. Yep. Which yeah. looks terrible because she's pale and it's white and it's weird. Yeah, yeah, and then I believe under yeah. it, there are like polka dot suspenders. There's pictures of both of those. Yes. We don't see the suspenders until later. But when they were unveiled, I was like, no, it's even worse. <laughs> like I was just furious at all of it. Anyway, please see all of that. The visual aids. And in case you weren't sure that Stuart, uh, Stuart's parents are like nouveau riche monsters, that whole scene is it i mean 350 to 400 people gross sorry well and also the like that many people the on one side of your care wedding. about the wedding and we'll be standing around the barbecue with our cocks in our hands talking about football and money <laughs> like no wonder your son turned out to be such a stunad you are the worst <laughs> <laughs> the worst Indeed. Uh, speaking of the worst, Brenda and Stuart are both upset for opposite reasons. And when they go into the kitchen, Stuart suggests that they just elope to Las Vegas. But she says there's one person she has to tell. And of course, that's Brandon, who says she's crazy. And for once a lifetime, he's right. She asks for his blessing, which he grudgingly gives. But she makes him promise he won't tell her their parents. And he silently nods, which I guess means as far as he's concerned, it doesn't count, as we will later find out. Shut up, Brandon. Then uh, John Stewart finds Dylan at the Peach Pit and makes it hard not to be on his side in clip number eight. The old high school hangout. Hard to break old habits, huh? No, I just like the food. Well, I guess you're one of those guys that can't handle change too well. Maybe I just don't try to fix something that isn't broken. Or maybe you just can't face what's already breaking up. Ooh, you're so subtle, John. <laughs> you know, Kelly tells me she doesn't want to see you anymore. Mm. But every time I turn around, she's still with you. So I figure you must have some kind of hold on her. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kelly can see whoever she wants. She knows that. But why? She'd want to see you? That's just beyond me. That's right, McKay. It is beyond you. I don't like that kid. <laughs> Even when he was in high school, I always knew there'd be trouble whenever he showed up. Yeah. Let me ask you something, Nat. I've been with a lot of girls. Why is it the only two I ever loved to run around with total dirt bags? <laughs> uh, what was ADR'd over that dirt bags? I would love to know. <laughs> like, was it originally scumbags? And someone was like, no, that means condom. And he had to be like, oh, gotta change it or something? Yeah. Anyway, uh, <clears throat> also, did John Sears just like stop by to needle Brent Dylan and then leave? Like he just grabbed a fry on his plate on the way out, which I also made a gif of called Victory Fry Duck Gif. Um, Why? <laughs> like, just, that is one of the most annoying tropes in TV is like the bad guy being like so meaner and then like taking some shit off your plate on the way out. Like, I don't care yep. how much you outweigh me by. You touch my food. You're getting fucking stabbed <laughs> with a fork. The fuck is that? What, I don't know what the theme is with fries this week. Was this sponsored yeah. by the National Fry Council? <laughs> They've made a better offer than the yogurt cans. <laughs> don't get salty, anyway. folks. 
Anyway, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Jim and Cindy then are washing dishes and ranting about the Carsons. Jim is in an awkward position because Larry is his biggest client, and Cindy actually gets to be kind of bitchy for once in clip number nine. Will you tell me one thing? Why are they so eager to marry off their son? You know what I think? I think this is just an excuse for Vivian to throw another party. No, I think they see an opportunity to get rid of their albatross and they don't care how it has to happen because they hate him. Yeah. And um, you'd think with all the fucking problems Brenda has caused you and breaking curfew and whatnot, that you'd be pretty eager to let this happen also. I would would like to point out that this is one of the few um, scenes in the history of the show with a couple actually acting like a couple. Yeah. And having car talk and just ranting about like people they hate in their social lives. Like, thank you. I enjoyed this. <laughs> yeah, I did too. Uh, until Brandon injects himself into the conversation to ask how lunch was. And after they tell him, Cindy muses that at least they're talking about getting married in six months. So maybe there's still a chance that if they can talk to Brenda alone, they can reason with her. And Brandon doesn't tell them how wrong they are about that at this juncture. Then Steve is at home leafing through a magazine when the phone rings. It's Brandon telling him they're going to Vegas because Brenda is eloping. And in fairness, I guess Brenda did not order him not to tell Steve. But after they work it out, Steve hangs up. And then clip number 10. So what's the problem? Gee, Steve, where would you like me to start? Who is this? It's Laura. Laura, uh... Look, I've been meaning to call you. I'm sorry I haven't, uh, but I'm on my way to Vegas right now. I'll speak to you when I get back, okay? Awkward. But also, Laura. Oh, Laura. Then Steve calls Kelly, and apparently everyone gets on the phone tree to activate the whole gang for this Vegas plan. And Brandon is in the process of sneaking out of his house when he sees Jim and Cindy all stressed out at the kitchen table. So he decides to find a loophole in his promise to Brenda in clip 11. I'm, uh going out okay where are you going las vegas las vegas i thought you'd stop gambling i have stopped gambling dad well then why in the world are you going to las vegas significant I look i wouldn't tell you what now brandon <laughs> <sighs> she and Stuart are getting married there tonight <gasps> i have taken just about enough oh my god <laughs> <laughs> no, Dad, you can't go. If you show up there, she'll never trust me again. We won't tell her that you said anything. And what, you just wound up at the hotel by coincidence? Come on. You can't do anything to stop her anyway. We're still her parents. And if you try, you're going to lose her. Ugh. He's probably right, you know. Ugh. But you have some kind of plan, right? <clears throat> <laughs> no. Don't yell at your parents like that, you fuck nut. What is wrong with you? <laughs> Jesus. If you try, you're going to lose her. How about we lose you too, dick? Seriously. Why don't you get married to um, Flycatcher over there and uh, everyone's happy? <laughs> <laughs> but also, like, I told Brenda, I'm going to Las Vegas. I told Brenda I wouldn't tell you. Like, can you seriously not put the pieces together? You guys, yeah, she's don't not there to become a dancer. Dumb. Come on. No. What else do you go there uh, for? The steak? Give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, everyone makes it to the plane. Of course, there's a fucking Elvis impersonator right behind Brandon and Steve because TV. Brandon is annoyed that Steve told Kelly 
Steve says that's the only person he told, but of course, Steve couldn't know about Kelly's big mouth, and somehow word even got to someone no one wanted to come. Clip number 12. Look, don't give me any hassle, okay? It's a late boarding pass. I already went through it with the guy at the front desk. Why are you such a bitch all the time? Like, oh my God. No David. one cares if you go, so don't go, douche. Also, this flight attendant has nothing to do with your father's legal case. So how about you leave her out of your bad mood? Yes, Dave. Oh, I just wanted to mention uh, somebody asked for the David audio clip. (laughs) Yes. So they can make it their ringtone or text tone for somebody in particular. Uh So I sent it to them. I just like the idea that somewhere out in the world, somebody gets a text from somebody in a restaurant. (laughs) And what they hear. Can There's you send it to me Laura so that's... I can do it for my brother's text? For your brother? Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Spoiler alert for the next episode. There's a good one coming up like that for Laura if Dave cares to isolate it, but uh, we'll get there. Um, also, what is a late boarding pass? It's not a thing, as I recall, and I was flying on occasion in 1993. And also, anyway. also, flights leave. There's another bit of unnecessary business where like, well, we're going to have to go out of Burbank, but like, I didn't ask for your fucking yeah, life why? story. Who cares? <laughs> Do you know how fucking I mean, I easy it if... is to get to Vegas from Los Angeles? Pretty easy. You're not leaving from New York. Very Everybody easy. calm down. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know if the Burbank detail is so that it's plausible that everyone could make it from Beverly Hills on short notice, but like it's equally far from both of the airports. I, it is really a lot of shoe leather for this episode that's not necessary. Anyway... On the plane, Donna makes Kelly and David call a temporary truce, and they do. No one cares. In Las Vegas, Stuart wheels a room service tray into his absurdly gigantic tacky suite, uh, and they toast their future. Back on the plane, Steve is trying to give Andrea a blackjack lesson, but she's more interested in morbidly chewing over her waning interest in Dan Rubin. And then Brandon and Dylan end up sitting together on the plane, which is where Brandon actually finally fucking forces the issue with regard to whatever is wrong with Stuart in clip 13. Look, Dylan, I respect the fact you don't want to interfere in Brenda's life, but now that she's going to marry this guy, you got to tell me what you know about Stuart Carson. Hey, Brand, don't get me started, all right? I don't want to get involved. Bro, you got involved the second you set foot on this plane. <sighs> all right. Used to be this place called Eve's App. You ever heard of it? Oh, God. Ew. No, it was it some kind of nightclub? Yeah, some kind of nightclub. So everybody went to score their drugs. Stuart was a manager. When he wasn't managing, uh... He was dealing. Well, that settles it, man. We gotta figure out a way to stop her from marrying this guy. Come on, Brandon. Things change. Just because he was dealing then doesn't necessarily mean he's dealing now. So what are we supposed to do? Cross our fingers and hope that he's cleaned up his act? Hey, man. Let's just hope that your sister knows what she's doing. (laughs) Says the former gambler slash (laughs) abuser of stuff. Like Also, Eve's apple... I know. Sounds a lot like Plato's <laughs> retreat. Like, and not, by manager, How, yes. you mean something with poppers and butt stuff, <laughs> I guess? I don't... Yes, that's a total swingers club name. Like, someone <laughs> really should have rethought that. Yeah. Like, why not just say... You already have falcons on the record. Why don't I just call it like eagles or something? Anyway, whatever. <laughs> <clears throat> that that take us takes us to the midpoint of this episode. But before we go on, we have a message from Julie who writes to my good friend Lua Mayabe on her birthday. We knew we were destined to be friends when we discovered our mutual love for the second greatest episode ever, aka <laughs> Oxima Girl getting killed. 
<laughs> we'll get there. Yeah. Oh, we sure will. Here are the top five <laughs> reasons why you, Lua, are not a squeeze. Number five, even if you were on Euphoria, you would realize that that club was so never again. Number four, you would be an excellent partner in crime to stalk Color Me Bad at the Bellage Hotel, even if your condom-hating mother was there with her side piece. (laughs) (laughs) Number three, you would stop me from hooking up with John Sears, especially since he tried to commit statutory rape with Rayanne Graff at the Downey House. We'll get there, too. We sure will. Number two, you could fully appreciate that Ray pushing Donna down the stairs was a cinematic masterpiece. (laughs) We'll get there, too. Number one, you would never deprive me of cake by fucking around with a gun and killing yourself at your own birthday party like Dead Scott. So take a shot, Jim, and enjoy your birthday. Love your friend that would never steal Dylan from you while you were in Paris, Julie Weston. Happy Happy birthday, birthday, Lua. That's nice. (laughs) Moving on, back in Las Vegas, uh, we get to see some of the, I assume, uh, period-appropriate marquees, one of which is for Kathy Ladman, of all people. (laughs) I guess Kathy Ladman was the Rita Redner of the early 90s. And And then there's a message before one of them got at by a white tiger. Oh, my God, right. And a Tom Jones ones, because, of course, obligatory. Uh, Then when we get back into the hotel room, there's a message from the Las Vegas Chamber of Commerce in clip 14. Guys, it was so wild getting off that airplane and seeing all those aluminum palm trees. It was like we were entering a whole new universe. Wait to see the moving statues and the jousting matches. The Circus Circus is by far the best. Yeah, I have to admit, it's not quite what I expected. What'd you expect? A lot of uh, mobsters and hookers. (laughs) No, I just didn't think it was the kind of place you could bring your family to. Oh, bring my family, you say? You don't say. Let me dial up that AOL connection and investigate some travel plans. (laughs) Yeah. Also, Circus Circus is not the best. It's fucking creepy and gross. There's no jousting there. That's the other one that sucks, but okay. There's two two clowns on those little cars. (laughs) <laughs> and they drive towards each other. But and they got like, balloon. And Frank Padilla is driving one of them. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, the dudes show up at the girl's suite and do a falling into the room on the door bit that is not funny. And when they all convene in the living room of the suite, it becomes clear that they're not all on the same page in clip 15. All right, man. What's on the agenda first? A little black tech, maybe a little crepes? Well, wait. Shouldn't we find Brenda? I don't know, Donna. It is their honeymoon. We did not come all this way to leave them alone. We have to give Brenda a shower. Yeah, cold shower. Okay. You mean I am not the only one here who thinks this is just a little bit ridiculous? <laughs> this has to be the most idiotic thing that Brenda's ever done. You don't know what she was like when she was a kid. So, what do we do? Well, we have to go and find her and tell her how we feel about all this. No, I don't think that's a good idea. The first one of us that tries to stop her is just going to be driving her to the nearest wedding chapel. Yeah, he's right. The thing we have to do is... Make her think that we're all behind her on this. Make it out like this is the coolest thing she's ever done. But all the time, we got to drop these little bombs that hopefully will make her come to her senses. Brilliant. Yeah, because if we do it right, it'll drive her up the wall. So we all set to go? Well, the honeymooners are in suite 1096. Thank you, Rosie the maid. Thank you, Steve Sanders. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, wait a minute. We got Brenda figured out. What about Stuart? I'll take care of Stuart. <laughs> okay. I mean, and can we stop at the cold shower references? I know. It is not 1947. Weird. It's true. 
true. <clears throat> but also, like, you guys didn't talk about this at all, like, when you were making the plans to take this trip, like, why you were actually doing this and what it was innate of? Okay, whatever. <laughs> In Sweet 1096, Brenda muses about what her life will be like as a married woman. Nothing like her mother's, she says. Stuart has a lot of ideas in Clip 16. Well, you can do charities or join clubs <laughs> or do nothing. It's all up to you. What about my career? Darling, don't misinterpret me. Anything is possible as long as it doesn't take you away from me. Have I told you that I love you within the last 10 minutes? Hmm. I think you're just about due. Hmm. What? <laughs> Again do with the... charities? Is that like doing not... sex, but with poor people? Uh, Stuart is also... really, really not very bright at all. No. <laughs> Yeah, even if you're going to, like, give him a break and say, okay, well, this is, like, all he knows from his own mother. Like, it's 1993. (laughs) He should have some sense that, like, Brenda's going to want a job. But also, like, I realize the whole point of that scene was just to show us that they've never had any conversations about anything substantial. Still, holy shit, who is this caveman? Whatever, as long as it doesn't take me away from you, barf. Then there's an aggressive knock, but it's not turn down service. It's all Brenda's friends. Uh, Brenda and Stuart are getting married at the stroke of midnight. Brenda is especially happy to see Dylan there supporting her, she, she thinks, but Stuart is not as pleased to see the entire gang. The plan is apparently to divide for a bachelor party and shower, and uh, we hear a little bit of that in clip 17. Can't believe you guys just hopped on a plane talking about good friends. Yeah, it's more like a family. Get used to it, Stuart. You're just not marrying Brenda, you're inheriting a whole family. Take all the girls' friends. They're inseparable. They're either talking to each other on the phone or at each other's house. And you'll get to know all of them just as well as you know Brenda. And they will get to know you. You know what's great about these girls, Stuart? There's never any secrets between them. I mean, Brenda tells these girls everything. Uh, I don't know where to start. I mean, they, she didn't tell them about the prenup until the next scene or the scene right before this. Like, it's right around here. So that's not even accurate. But also, like, if Stuart doesn't have anything to hide, like, who cares? <laughs> Yeah, I don't get well, and bad. Yeah, I mean, and obviously none of the girls told Andrea that a lavender mini suit with a yeah. lacy undershirt was not what you wear to Las Vegas for a wedding Mm-mm. or anywhere Mm-mm. else. No, it's really bad. Um, in the bathroom, the girls talk about Stuart's money and the prenup. Brenda says she thought they'd all come to try and talk her out of the wedding, but Andrea's all, why would they, we? And then Steve makes them all go out and have fun on the town. Insert Chamber of Commerce mandated scene about how age restrictions really are enforced in casinos. Oh my God, Except, Andrea wins oh at a slot machine. Oh my God, why did they give this bit to Carteris? <laughs> why? We have a gif and a still because the face... <gasps> Faces, face, <laughs> continuous face she makes like it's not it's, it's impossible to describe. You have to go to the visual aids and see it. But it's so cruel. Camera is like an inch from her face and she's like rejoicing about winning this money. And uh, at the slots, the nana shit there is in Vegas <laughs> after <laughs> blathering on for 10 minutes <sighs> about how you have to be 21. And what if we get caught? And David's like, we won't get caught. I'm like, you will. She won't. Mm-hmm. No, she won't. 
Also, in my experience, I feel like the uh, statute of limitations is gone long enough that I can say when we all went, my family and Dave went to Las Vegas for Christmas in 2001, Leah was, my sister was totally playing slots all the time. And she was 19. Like, I don't think they, and she's also looks way younger than she actually is because she's teeny tiny short. So in my experience, they actually are not that strict about the age restrictions. I was with her when she got booted once, though. Once, but then she would just try another one and it'd oh, be yeah. fine. <laughs> <laughs> girl. I mean, the only problem is if you actually win big, then you're fucked. Right. I if think you just she, win whatever comes out of the slot, then you're fine. Yeah. I think my, and my parents were only like playing nickel slots too. So I'm sure that the security guards are like, who cares if yeah. they win $5? <laughs> anyway, uh, what are the dudes doing while all this is happening? Well, let's hear clip 18. Steve, I ain't going down there. Come on, pal. You want to borrow my ID? It's cool. Bro, you know that's not the problem. Great. You won't gamble with me. Dylan won't drink with me. And you, you probably want to back out of your bachelor party, right? Hey, I'm not turning into a monk. I know this great place just outside the city limits that doesn't serve any booze so you guys can get in. No drinks? You'll live, Steve. Believe me, the girls in this place make up for it. Yeah, sounds like you're still the swinging guy, Stuart. No way, man. These days, I'm on the straight and narrow. After some of the stuff that's happened to me... Like what? Dylan, you knew me in the old days. You think I'd be marrying Brenda if that's what I was still into? Guess not. So what are we going to do? Stand around here and talk about it, or are we going to make a move? You know what I'm saying? Let's go. Okay, it's going to be a little harder than I thought. Yeah. I'm beginning to like the guy. You too? Yeah. Why? Because of that? (laughs) What? And what I was still into, again, this is not language that suggests that he used to be a drug dealer and now he's straightened up and has a real job. It suggests that there were nipple clamps. Not that there's anything (laughs) wrong with that. I'm just saying it's two different lanes. Sometimes they cross each other. Whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I also don't get, like, how he can be so dumb as to not – I mean – I would have thought that the whole thing was like they're trying to prove that he's not a good guy by entrapping him into going to a strip club. And then he just volunteers a place and they're like, great. And then like nothing comes of it. And so not I just no a strip club. And is. for them to do this is so dumb. But if it's 18 and up, no booze, that usually means it's completely naked. So why would right. you suggest that on a like primetime network show when they're obviously going to be wearing bathing suits like they are in every yes. strip joint on TV? I don't know. And everyone's anyway, like, yay! Like, she has a wedgie. Like, okay. <laughs> Lord. Okay. At home, the Walshes silently pour iced tea, and then Cindy cracks herself up at the thought of Vivian finding out that all her million friends missed the wedding. Jim says they can still catch a flight to Las Vegas, and they decide if they're going to lose Brenda, they're going to go down swinging. Speaking As of Brenda, she and the girls. <laughs> yeah. Ew. <laughs> she and the girls have picked out a bridal gown, though Brenda's grossed out that it's polyester. Kelly comments that the last wedding she was at was Mel and Jackie's, but Brenda's marriage will be much better. She's sure, except Brenda has doubts. We can tell from her face. You know what Brenda doesn't and at have? The network- a brassiere. A bra. In any <laughs> yep. scenes in this or the next two episodes. Girl, you're there chafing. Is the- <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Uh, you've got company. Anyway, at the network TV strip club, as aforementioned, a girl in a bikini swings on a pole. Uh, Dylan tries to entrap Stuart again in clip 19. 
I gotta hand it to you, Stuart. I mean, I just don't think I can spend the rest of my life stuck to one girl. We know. Well, when you got a girl like Brenda. Oh, yeah, I'm sure she's grown up a lot since we were together. Yeah, I'm sure she has. Because back then, fidelity wasn't really her strong suit, you know what I'm saying? But that's ancient history. You don't want to hear about that. Uh, well, maybe I should. There's this guy in aerobics class. Aerobics class? Mm hmm And then she had a boyfriend in Paris. Paris? Yeah. She said it didn't mean anything. You know what? It probably didn't mean anything. I mean, we were just both too young to settle down. Yeah, well, you know, this is a whole different situation. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm sure it is. I'm sure that you know Brenda a lot better than I do. Uh-huh. Wow. I was listening to the serial-themed rap in the background. <laughs> yeah, I heard Fruit Loop, too. Fruit Loops. Just something, something, two scoops. Serial <laughs> <laughs> uh, rap. drops her big... <laughs> this stripper drops her bikini top uh, on Stuart's head and Dylan gives this nod like we're supposed to think he paid her off to do it and not that she's a stripper and that's her job you can be the judge I made a gif of that too it's <laughs> anyway Brandon checks his watch it's time for them to go get Stuart married uh, in Las Vegas Jim and Cindy on the, on the work the phones to try and find the kids uh, at the chapel, a reluctant Stuart and Brenda are overwhelmed by all the choices that they have for the wedding. Uh, David hornily suggests to Brent, to Donna that they get married, fuck, and then have it annulled in the morning, and somehow Donna does not go for this. I mean, God bless David for giving it a shot, but seriously, dude, give up. Yeah. It's not happening. Oh, my God. You're just embarrassing yourself. <laughs> anyway, Dylan then uh, checks in on Stuart in his last few moments of freedom and volunteers to be his best man. And you, I'm going to play this clip because you can kind of hear that they haven't quite figured out that there's an actual non-cleared song in the background of this in clip number 20. It's good. Get the ring. What, you can't hold your own ring, man. That's what you got a best man for. I really don't have one. What? You know, you got one now. Along the way, together. That was We've Only Just Begun by the Carpenters, which I'm sure they did not have permission for. Just an interesting side note there. Maybe because it was on the harp, it was not recognizable. Anyway, behind I, that them. That was a good cast on your part because I didn't get that at all. So, well done. Thank you. Thank you so much. Behind them, which I assume we can still see. Uh, sorry, rereading part of my notes. My bad. Cindy then lucks out on her Flintstone phone uh, by calling the Rights <laughs> Chapel. Seriously, this phone. I don't know what hotel they're supposed to be in, but it's clearly a Flintstone theme because it's all like jungly and weird. But this phone is the weirdest thing in this yeah. weird episode. Oh. Anyway, the ceremony is tacky and the organ is out of tune. All of it is horrible, including this clip 21. <clears throat> Brandon, I am really nervous. Nothing to be nervous about, is there? No. I'm just glad you're here to get away. Yeah, me too. Although I know Dad would have loved to have done it. Yeah, I know. You know, I think eventually he'll accept Stuart as his son. After all, it is till death do you part. (coughs) This is so shitty. Like, at this point, they still seem like they're going through with it. Like, if... I think by this point, Brandon would have been like, well, I can't stop it. But instead, he's still working on ruining the day for her. I don't know. Just more evidence that Brandon is a bad brother. Well, and he's just so condescending about it, too. Like, I guess you could argue that he sees the cracks in the facade. And this is just him, like, administering the final blow so that 
they'll not do it. Yeah. Because he's her twin and he knows her blah, 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 whatever. But it's also like, why do you have to be such a smug fuck about everything? Yes. He just, it's again, it's just this this typical Brandon thing of like acting like he's never done anything wrong or dumb when the truth is he does both all the time. Anyway, uh, Brandon walks Brenda down the aisle and saunters off. The officiant in this Las Vegas wedding chapel is somehow a fire and brimstoney preacher who goes on about how serious marriage is as if. He then gets to the speak now or forever hold your peace part and everyone is silence. Well, almost everyone, after a long silence, we get to clip 22. I do. Not yet. I haven't asked you the question. No, 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 just wait, wait. Stuart, I don't know how to say this. No, it's okay, go ahead. Look, these last few weeks, I don't think anyone could imagine asking for anything more. It's been the most exciting time in my entire life. I know. Look, I thought I was in love with you. But I'm more in love with love. I mean, do you understand what I'm trying to say? Yes, I do. You know, when I look at my parents, they've been married for 20 years. It's been such hard work. You know, I realize that... We already know each other. You don't want us to get married either. Oh, thank God. (laughs) Stop the wedding. Stop the wedding. Dad, what are you doing? Brenda, we are not going to let you go through with this. We are stopping the wedding right here and right now. Too late, guys. It's already been stopped. Good. Oh. Good. Right. <clears throat> <laughs> so. Yeah, I have, I have a picture in the visual aids of Jim, like, not being able to turn off his anger once he understands that it's over for a second. <laughs> that I called Jimpotent Rage. And I'm mad at myself that it. I hadn't thought of that before. <laughs> anyway, stuff. Uh, thank God they came to their senses, as it, we all knew they would. I mean, I understand why this was a sweeps episode, I guess, but surely no one could have thought Brenda was actually going to get married. But I don't. I don't know. I don't remember. Like, I remember that we yeah. were watching this, like, as it happened, as it unfolded mm-hmm. week to week. But I don't remember what we actually thought as far as whether whether it would happen. So, yeah. Hmm. Anyway, afterward, Brenda and Stuart dance to Not My Way, despite the title of the episode. Uh, and they discuss matters in clip 23. You know, somewhere along the way, I realized I was trying to create a life for myself by becoming part of yours. It's pretty pathetic, huh? Well, in a way, I guess I was kind of doing the same thing, too. Hmm. Not that it wasn't wonderful. Oh, it was great while it lasted. You know, just because you're not my husband doesn't mean I don't love you. Yeah. Well, we'll always have Vegas. (laughs) Okay, does that not sound like the last conversation you have before you never see someone again? Yeah, like, which is so I, weird. Like, why don't you just keep dating? Well, they, I mean, they do, but it all happens off screen because he does come back in a later episode and we're supposed to like think that she's all mad that he hasn't been doing enough to maintain their relationship. But it's like, seriously, 10 episodes from now before we even see him again, like, 
could you not afford this guy? Really? (laughs) This guy you couldn't afford? (laughs) It's very weird how they leave it. Because seriously, he's like just mentioned as something in passing in those episodes as like the guy she almost married. But there's no talk of like, oh, we did this or that. Like he's not even mentioned as someone that she's seeing off screen. It's incredibly weird. Anyway, then um, we get one last clip. Uh, Let's play clip 24. Should we do our special little dip here? (laughs) I only included that because I'm pretty sure that was Shannon Doherty as opposed to Brenda giving him that direction. And I just thought it was sweet that they left it in because she was still miked because it's kind of endearing. And it's like one of the few moments where she doesn't look like a raging bitch this season. Yeah, true. Nice of them. But then and then the dip is like. 12 degrees of an angle it's because so he does not have a brassiere on and if he tips her over the girls are going to come out so it's true okay. yeah that polyester dress gives her no support on its own no. it's not like it has a built-in corset so yeah if you are a fan of brenda's nipples you're gonna see a lot of them this season and uh good for you let's wrap it up with the episode mvp um, the flight attendant who didn't punch David in the face, <laughs> even though he totally deserved it. Um, I'm going to say uh, the hardworking Elvis in Stephen Brandon's row, who was working really hard on his um, branded finger points during the whole flight. <laughs> and the little karate moves, which Elvis would always do, that I thought that was mm-hmm. pretty great. Congratulations to that guy. I'm sure there are a lot of good first daters <laughs> tried out. They picked him. Well done, Biggie. <laughs> Indeed, our at least valuable player. Uh, I mean, God, it's hard. Everyone's such a dickhead in this episode. I'm going to say Brenda because her storyline was the most asinine and caused all of the other asinine storylines to happen. Um, it's I am torn, but I'm going to say Dylan because if he had just told mm-hmm. anyone anything about what Stuart actually did and see my previous comments. I don't think we have the full story. No. I think the full story has the name Prince Albert in it and it's (laughs) not cute. And cans. (laughs) Let him out. (laughs) All right. Uh, Speaking of Dylan, let's do the Kim challenge. Bad, bad, dangerous to me. Five ways in this episode that Dylan proves he is mad, bad, and dangerous to know. Well, it's bad when you have incriminating evidence on someone and you don't spill it to people that he could affect if he were to backslide. That's bad. Um, It's bad that, and I realize this is in the service of trying to plant seeds of doubt in Stuart's mind, but really, you're going to take the infidelity angle? Okay. (laughs) That's a really good point. Um, it's dangerous of someone who's, you know, only recently relatively fallen off the wagon to go to Las Vegas where there are any number of kinds of temptation that you could fall back into. Um, hmm. The poet shirts still happening, still bad. (laughs) Um, and, uh... I don't know. Was he mad at all? I guess he's mad at Stuart for getting his girl that he still wants to maybe someday date again, judging by his remarks last week. So I don't know. That makes five. It's kind of Why should I take a back seat? Because I'm a girl? (laughs) You shouldn't. It's time for our excerpt from the I Hate Brenda book, Shannon Doherty Exposed. 
<laughs> this is the chapter that's all about Shannon's clubbing. A drag queen dressed exactly like Shannon was at Rage one night. Oh my God, I hope there are pictures somewhere because that sounds amazing. When Shannon entered, Shannon flew into a rage far bigger and scarier than the nightclub as she screamed at the tawdry lookalike and tried to have him thrown out into the street. Uh, bad, bad pronoun yeah, there. Nope. But, you know. Well, it was the 90s. People didn't know, I guess. Many have wondered why Shannon, a notorious consumer of men, was at She Bar, a Beverly Hills establishment catering primarily to women. One frequent attendee, Letta Bryson, said that Shannon seemed to really be into the scene and was hitting on my friend. She really seemed to be enjoying herself. The National Enquirer reported that she had been seen there at least four times in the past two months. I saw Shannon get cozy with a tall, buxom girl with long blonde hair. They were dancing together with their arms around each other and their bodies pressed up against each other. When they left the dance floor, they were holding hands, another patron told the tabloid. A photographer for a Los Angeles-based, and this is in quotation marks, queer zine, queer spelled K-W-E-E-R, queer zine, spunk, snapped pictures of Shannon dancing with the big boned blonde. Another patron told the Inquirer that Shannon fit into the she crowd like a custom-made suit. Did they? However, Shannon responded to the article. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) However, Shannon responded to the article through a close friend who quoted her in the Globe as saying, I am not a lesbian. I have never taken part in any lesbian activity, and I do not intend to start now. Yes, I did go to She Bar, and yes, I did like it. It was fun. Judd and I go there because we're not bothered by anyone. Uh, okay. (laughs) I mean, whatever. Live your life. but. That's a really strong denial for circumstances that just makes you look more guilty when there's nothing to be guilty about. Weird. Yeah, lesbian activities. Uh, it's not terrorism. <laughs> it's just like it girls. NBD. <laughs> Jesus. It's not terrorism. I thought you were going to say it's not softball. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Wow. <laughs> That's really... I'm just as bad as people in the 90s. Anyway, <laughs> end of excerpt. But well, one more thing I just want to add. If you go to my Instagram, oh, which is Tara Ariano, oh, I put up a picture yesterday. <laughs> I didn't realize that this book had pictures in the middle because unlike other shitty trade paperbacks of its sort, you know, normally the pictures are printed on like better quality paper. This one, it's just the same pa- paper, so I didn't realize. <laughs> but there is a picture of Shannon and Fufus that you can see on my Instagram. It's also, I retweeted it on uh, at previously.tv on Twitter uh, on Thursday, uh, yesterday as we record this. So check that out. All right, proceed. Yeah, Fufus is pretty cute. Anyway, next time I'm going to get I think this. so too. It's the perils of Steve's peen as he and the gang grapple with the issues of consent and responsibility raised by the Take Back the Night March. And Lucinda tries to grapple with Brandon's peen only to find it coated in a self-righteous layer of trollop repellent. (laughs) Speaking of repellent, that's what you'll find our visual aids, which you can find for this episode and all the other Again With This episodes on our website at previously.tv. You can also follow our website on Twitter at PreviouslyTV. I'm Sarah D. Bunting, and you can find me on Twitter at Tomato Nation. My esteemed colleague, Tara Ariano, is on Twitter at Tara Ariano. And our groovy producer, David T. Cole, is on Instagram at Glark. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Hi. You know what to do after the beep rooney This has been a production of the Previously.tv Podcast Network.